This is the Watch Post podcast, which you'll find at watchpost.org. Well, good morning and welcome back to another week of the Watch Post podcast. My name is Mel Black. Uh, today, we are going to talk about the issue of sin, the law, and Christ his righteousness. And specifically, I want to talk about how the Bible teaches us that the issue of sin, the sin within us, is something that cannot be overcome by the law, that the law does not have the power to overcome the sin within us, and how man seeks to abuse the law for evil rather than for good, and how we are in need of Christ, the true righteousness in Christ, in order to overcome sin and corruption in us. But how ultimately, because Christ comes so that we may turn from sin, so that sin may finally be overcome, um, Christ and his righteousness is by no means opposed to the law's righteousness. It's it's not opposed to the law, um, but we are not to trust in the law for righteousness. We are to trust in Christ for righteousness. So what does this all mean? Starting with Galatians 3.21, it says, Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. Um, There's a lot of flack. There's a lot of um, speaking against the law today, uh, even in the church. And it's it's unfounded. Um, we don't quite understand what the Bible is talking about when it's saying that we no longer live by the law, but by grace. Um, and worse, so often people understand this to mean that we live now free from the law in lawlessness, that we, you know, have to do a few good moral things, but we're pretty much a law unto ourselves and that this is what grace is. Um, this is blasphemous. It is entire contradiction to what Christ died for. Christ died um, to bring about true power in himself and his life for holiness, for righteousness, to turn us to God in full submission, um, to restore us from full rebellion. Um, And the law itself reflects all of this, that we are wrong to trust in the law to give us righteousness, and yet the righteousness that we find in Christ is in full agreement with the law. Um, And we mistake this all the time. So the matter before us to understand is that the law doesn't have power for righteousness. Um, We can see this today where Take, for example, the way the law is abused all the time um, for the purpose of evil rather than the purpose of good. Or we have exceptions to laws, which is which is meant to be this really good thing. But again, people use this for evil rather than good. Um, some examples of this, what I mean by the exceptions of the law, um, let's look at Leviticus 14.32. It says, this is the law for him in whom is a case of leprous disease who cannot afford the offer for his cleansing. It's talking here about how the person who is poor um, is not exempt 
from the law. We should understand this very clearly. He's not exempt from the law, but the law meets him where he's at. So if he's a poor man who can't offer, you know, uh, two lambs and all these other offerings, he's he's permitted to bring two turtle doves. He's permitted to bring um, a smaller offering for the Lord. If we go to Deuteronomy 16, 17, it says, every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God that he has given you. This is the law that God sets down, that we we are called within whatever circumstances we find ourselves in to give accordingly to the Lord. So within this, um, the law had permission. It had exceptions, um, but this was never intended to exempt people from the commandments of God. And that's what we need to understand about man. Man wants an exception to the law. He wants to be exempt from the law. And that's never, ever the case in the law. Um, and this is often what we think is grace. We think that grace is being exempt from the law and that we're just automatically covered by the blood of Jesus um, and our sin is covered. And, you know, we don't we don't have to be striving in after holiness, striving in um, after obedience to Christ. And we believe that grace is that exemption, um, which is wicked. It comes from an evil heart. And so this is where we have to see that the sin in man, even in the exceptions that are given for the law or the law itself, the sin and the corruption um, in man is not conquered by the law, by these exceptions, but the corruption in us continues to even put our hands to these things for evil rather than for good. And the corruption in man is not controlled by the law and is certainly not purged by it. So moving past this, what we look at with the law is where man will always abuse the law and he will always abuse these exceptions for sin. And that sin where man does that, that is the thing that is unconquered without Christ. Um, man will try to use righteous laws for evil purposes, um, or he'll try to use the exemptions to laws for evil purposes. Um, and in the midst of this, you know, the law can correct, can, can condemn those attitudes, but it can never have the power to take the thief out of his desires for stealing um, and put him into desires for righteousness good things. This is what Christ can do. So the law is powerless, um, not in defining good, not in, in rebuking good. Um, it is to be used for that purpose, but it is powerless to produce righteousness within us, to overcome our corruption within us and give us a righteousness. And this is what Christ in his righteousness does. This is the difference. I think all who want to argue that the law is is done away with completely, that there's nothing of value in the law, um, really need to contend with Romans 3.31. It says, Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. Looking again at Galatians 3.21, is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. That is what we need to understand with the law today is that it is powerless to overcome our corruption in itself. The law cannot give 
life. It cannot give the power of life. And that is what is in Christ. He has the power of life in himself for righteousness. And that he gives this righteousness for holiness, still for holiness, that though the law cannot give us the power for holiness, Christ most certainly does. Um, And when we are opposed to the law, because we are opposed secretly in our hearts or blatantly to holiness, we are in contradiction to Christ. We are not upholding grace. We should look at it if Ephesians 1, 4, it says, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. Or let's look here at Titus 2. It says, in, starting in verse 11, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works." It's so common today to hear people talk about the law, um, trying to say that we're basically exempt from the law. And we don't understand that what God is pointing at with the law is both that the law itself does not have the power to give us righteousness, um, that we need Christ for our righteousness, but he's also pointing to the the shadow of the law, the ceremony of the law being done away with. Um, And that's what we're going to talk about in tomorrow's podcast. But the purpose for us to understand today is that the, the law is not in contradiction to the righteousness in Christ, that the righteousness of Christ fulfills the law, right? He said, I did not come to abolish the law and the prophets, but to fulfill them. Um, and we easily think that this fulfillment of the law is an abolishment of it. No, he atones um, fulfilling the righteous requirements of the law that we never could fulfill and also putting his righteousness within us so that it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. Um, and this is the holiness we are called to. And it is by no means in contradiction to the law of God. Um, But in Christ, we have the fulfillment of the law. We now have true holiness that upholds the law. It is not lawlessness. Um, And so tomorrow we will talk more about how Christ is the fulfillment of the shadow of the Mosaic law, the ceremonial law, um, and how this is the law too that is done away with, um, but how this is nothing in comparison to the law of God, the holiness of God, the word of God. So we will continue on there tomorrow and I hope to see you there. Take care. content like this, visit watchpost.org.